Welcome to Watch Therefore. Our Savior Jesus told us to watch for His coming, and the signs that He spoke of are all around us shouting, Watch Therefore, and be ready. So join me, Dove Schwartz, as we learn to watch and prepare for the coming of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Welcome to Watch Therefore. We're watching for our King, our Savior, Messiah Jesus. He's coming any moment in the clouds for us. The Bible says, Therefore the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and the trumpet of God. The dead in Christ shall rise first, then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we always be with the Lord. I believe. I believe the word of God. I believe this is coming any moment. Why? The signs are all around us. It can't be long now. My name is Dove Schwartz here in northern Israel, proclaiming King Jesus is coming. He said to watch, therefore, and be ready. Have such a special program for you today. Wow, it's a special season. Uh, I did a program related to this special season about a week ago. Now we are at the end of Passover, and I have important things to share with you. But first, a word of prayer. Oh, Holy Father, in Messiah Jesus' name, thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for dying on the cross for our sins, Messiah Jesus, our Passover lamb. Thank you for, for though you were buried, you rose from the grave. Hallelujah. And you're alive. And thank you that you offer us salvation, forgiveness of sins. We thank you, Father. Bless our listeners today in Messiah Jesus' name. Amen. Well, there's a passage in Scripture in the New Testament. I'll say that again. It's in the New Testament. Testament. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. And what you have in Corinth is this evil society, and, and, and much of the darkness and evil of the, society, of the society had crept into the body of Messiah there in Corinth. And, and they even had a term there, they said uh, one would act in evil and sin and debauchery and the pleasures of this world to a degree that they would Corinthianize. Corinthians. The Corinthians were just a dirty bunch, and it was just a, a really hedonistic society where the pleasures of the flesh, whatever they were, were exalted. Well, hello. Uh, that's America today. That's the world today, much of the world today. Yes? And, and, and in this dark, darkened environment, there's this Jewish apostle who came preaching this Jewish Messiah, this Christ, this, this anointed one. And, 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 and so when they brought that darkness, that sin, the fornication and, and wickedness and sexual uh, uh, darkness into the, the body of Messiah, what did Paul discuss with them to fight back, to stand against it? Well, this Passover lamb. You see, this is Passover week, and, and this is um, the end of the Passover week. And, and, and so this program today is being brought to you by the ministry uh, blessing Israeli believers. Why? Because the believers in Messiah Jesus are back in the land of Israel and now proclaiming Messiah Jesus and even bringing him to the darkness of America, this, this Savior Jesus. Uh, of course, uh, this, this is a special week. And so in 1 Corinthians 5, 7, Paul says, Therefore, purge out the old leaven, that you may be a new lump, since you truly are unleavened, for indeed Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed for us. Jesus Christ is the Passover lamb. Now, uh, before I go into explaining what this means, first let me share this with you. I was talking to a pastor friend of mine in Texas 
just a little while ago. And, and he said to me, I've said to people who are in church, who are believers in Jesus, happy Passover. And they've looked at me like I was a crazy person. And, and see, down through the ages, I've heard this. Well, well, why would I care about Passover? I ain't Jewish. Well, if you believe in Jesus, guess what? Your Messiah is. I, I've heard people say, well, you know, Jesus used to be, a, Jesus was a Jew. No, it's, it's not only that he was a Jew. He is a Jew. You see, when Messiah Jesus comes back, he's going to come not to Washington, D.C., not to, not to Houston, Texas, not to Rome, Italy, not to Moscow, Russia. He's going to come to Jerusalem, Yerushalayim. Yes, he's going to come to the, to the city of the great king because he is the great king. He's going to sit on the throne of David. That's pretty Jewish. Yes. Now, there's people out there then who go the other extreme and they worship they worship Jewishness, Gentiles who then want to be Jewish. Listen, Jews and Gentiles are sinners who need to be saved by Jesus. And once we are, one is no better than the other. Yeah. So the thing is that this Passover lamb, this savior, this Messiah, he came as this Jewish person. He will return as this Jewish person. So when people say, well, I ain't no Jew. Well, so, so here's, what, here's what we've learned to do. And, and I'll tell you where it came from. But first, let me tell you what we've learned to do. We've learned to celebrate pagan holidays with pagan roots and put Jesus name on them. And, 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 and so then we, but we reject the biblical feasts, the biblical uh, holidays. Now, the Bible is very clear about this because Judaizers would come along and, and tell people in the body of Messiah, now you've got to celebrate this feast and you've got to do it our way. Here's the way and this is the only way. Well, no, that's a lie. That's a lie. We're told not to judge one another by how we celebrate these feasts, but to know and understand these feasts is your Bible. To know and understand them. Listen, in the New Testament, you see first fruits like eight times. And, and the Bible says believers in Jesus are a kind of first fruits. So that is your identity in Messiah Jesus. But guess what? Most who are listening even today don't know what that means. What's that? What, 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 and so the problem with that is that we don't understand our own identity in Messiah Jesus. No, to understand the feasts is to understand the part of a very important part of the word of God. How you walk that out spiritually is taught in the New Testament. How you observe those feasts is up to you. That's not that would be legalism for me to impose upon you. You know, you have to do this. You have to you have to have a Passover seder. You have to do this. You have to do that. No, that's legalism. That's not God's way. But to understand them and their relationship to how we are believers in Messiah Jesus. Now that is our responsibility because it's the word of God. It's the word of God. From Genesis to Revelation, you see these things. It's the word of God. So there's the balance of all that. Now, now there was there were people in the first, second, and third centuries, uh, uh, and fourth century, and and, and later, uh, who really did not like the Jewish people. They just didn't like the Jewish people, and so uh, Paul warned about that and how to think about the Jewish people in Romans nine, ten, and eleven. So these, some of them became real power brokers in Rome. For example, Constantine and others. Yet they really didn't like this Jewishness thing of, of, of the Bible. So they decided uh, to take it out and to change it. And the feasts went with this, uh, this ethnic cleansing of our faith. And, and so uh, what came in was Babylon. What came in is Babylon, and that's where you get your Easter bunnies and your other things. It's all Babylon. It's Babylonian. God hates Babylon. Yes? Now, now listen. 
We should celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, but Easter is a Babylonian pagan god. And the Bible is very clear we're not to take the name of false gods upon our lips, and especially to combine them with the worship of the true and living God, Jesus Christ. Yes? So, uh, that's where we get the false worship and the false holidays. I'm, if that upsets you, I'm sorry. I really am. That, it's not my intention to upset anyone today. But our Father is looking for those who will worship Him in spirit and in truth. What will you do? What will you do? Now, with regard to this Passover lamb, what does it mean? What's the application here to us? Why is Passover important to us? Well, in, in this specific situation, we're to realize that uh, in the Jewish home, because of what the Bible says in Exodus, they were commanded to remove the leaven from their houses. So today, even Jewish people, some, uh, and, and here in Israel, many if not most, they, they remove the, the chametz, the leaven, out of their homes physically. The foods that have leaven go out at, pe- at Pesach. And then they eat for seven days. You see Passover is the night of the, uh, that commemorates when uh, death swept across from the Lord's hand. Judgment and death swept across Egypt and the firstborn was killed throughout the land of Egypt except for those in the home that had the blood of the Passover lamb on their doorposts. And then they, this death would pass over them, this judgment would pass over them, and they would be spared. Yes? In the same way, Jesus the Lord is our Passover lamb. As the blood of the lamb is applied to the doorposts of our heart, hallelujah, death and judgment passes over because we are under the blood of the lamb Jesus Christ. Yes? And what I'm going to do is take a break for just a moment that it really segues perfectly from this message. And then we're going to come back in. We're going to talk about uh, the leaven and what this passage is talking about in 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Uh, so this ministry, Blessing Israeli Believers, is really so exciting. We're, we're seeing and working with and participating very closely with, with fellow believers in Messiah Jesus here in the land of Israel. They are a sign and a wonder that Messiah Jesus is coming very soon. Uh, in the Bible, in Isaiah 8, 18, and then in Hebrews 2, you see this, that, that um, we are here for signs and wonders in Israel. Hallelujah. And it's very exciting, this ministry. Uh, you can go to BlessingIsraeliBelievers.com. There you can prayerfully and even financially partner with us here in the land. Also, we have this special, incredible trip to Israel coming up, and you can find out more about that at BlessingIsraeliBelievers.com. Time is running out on that trip. S- sign up very quickly, please. Now, having said those things, we go back to the message. In Corinth, the sexual immorality is going on, and Paul is dealing with it. He's telling them, the pastors and leaders there, uh, you can't tolerate this. You can't tolerate this. Well, well, but no, we're so full of grace, we're just waiting for God to deal with it. No, no, no. By grace, the Lord raised up leaders in the body to keep sin from destroying the body and from spreading across the body. Yes, and so what he's saying here, Paul is saying, therefore purge out the old leaven that you may be a new lump, since you truly are unleavened, for indeed Christ our Passover was sacrificed for us. And so what he's saying is you've, like they take the leaven out of their houses, you need to take the sin out of the church house. You need to take the sin out of the congregation of of Messiah. Well, you know, we all sin. Oh, I understand. 
you know, and people say, well, you know, all sin is sin. And it's true. All sin put Jesus on the cross. Well, let, me, let me ask, ask, maybe there's some ladies listening, and I think husbands will be able to relate to this. Let's just say that the husband is watching television one night, and he stays a second or two too long on a channel that he shouldn't and sees something and starts to kind of like it and goes, oh, gosh, i got to change this, and he changes it. Okay? That's sin, right? Okay, let's say that same husband has three girlfriends on the side that his wife doesn't know about. That's sin too, right? They're the same, aren't they? Well, ask that wife if they're the same. <laughs> ask her if they're the same. Well, all sin is sin, right? If there's a little uh, scuffle, a little fisticuffs, and someone gets punched in the eye and uh, wrongly versus somebody murdering someone, well, it's, it's all sin. Right? It's the same thing. No, that's craziness. Sometimes we, I, say, I just wonder if we've lost our minds. You, you see, uh, having sexual immorality spread across the body of Messiah is not the same thing as some of the other sins, that, and, and all, all of them should be addressed. We don't want to tolerate or we don't want to uh, think lightly of any of sins, but there's some of them that will destroy the body of Messiah. Hello? They'll destroy it. And so the shepherds have to deal with this. And, and frankly, often they don't. It's the same thing in Corinth. Now, Paul said they were all puffed up. They were, they were just arrogant and, and foolish. And, and, and sometimes we are at different times in our walk, in our lives, and we need to be straightened out, right? And so he says, no, think of this Passover lamb. Think of this Passover lamb. He's holy. He's pure. He's good. And, 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 and so li listen to what he says in 1 Corinthians 5, 8, the next verse. Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, nor with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. What's he saying? Well, in a sense, we are all responsible to keep the Passover. Every day. How? To live holy lives. To get out the old sin that is in our lives. Yes, and here's specific ones, malice, wanting to hurt somebody. You know, we live in a hurt generation, and hurt people hurt people, right? Like getting the leaven of malice and wickedness, all this wickedness This in, in, in 1 Corinthians 5, he's dealing specifically with sexual wickedness in the body. Now, we're to get those kinds of things out of, out of the body of Messiah, out of our lives. Instead, the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. So what I was explaining a moment ago was the first night is the night of Passover where they commemorate where the death passed over, the judgment passed over while the firstborn were dying all over Egypt. The death passed over the home with the blood of the lamb. And, and so will judgment will pass over us when we stand before the Lord because we have the blood of the lamb on the doorpost of our heart. It's such a beautiful, beautiful reality. And then the next seven, the seven days were the days of unleavened bread where they would eat food that had no leaven. They were not allowed to eat food that had leaven in it, right? And so in the same way, and that's the feast of unleavened bread. You have Passover and unleavened bread. The two are generally combined together to be, to, to be called, as I introduced the program today, the Passover week, the Passover season. Uh, so... But technically, there are two feasts. One is Passover, and one is the Feast of Unleavened Bread. So having said that, we are to live lives where we are getting out the old leaven, right? Do you see the significance of Passover? Folks, you're not going to get that from the Easter Bunny. 
You're not going to get that from Ishtar, the Babylonian god, that in English is Easter. No, actually, Messiah Jesus arose from on the feast of first fruits. He is the first fruits of the resurrection, and the Bible says we are a kind of first fruits, right? That's what you get from these feasts. They're all in the New Testament. Don't tell me, oh, that's the Old Testament. I ain't Jewish. No, well, you know, you need to follow, you need to determine what, what faith you're going to walk in because the true and living one is Jewish and extends out to the whole world for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that who believes, whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. One's not better than the other. But John 4, 22 says salvation is of the Jews. Yeah? It's not going to be a good day for people who are professing Jesus but hate the Jews. When that one comes in, in Revelation 22, says, who, who says, I am the root and offspring of David, the bright and morning star. Yes? So I, I, I uh, just proclaim to you and wish you a very happy last couple days of the Passover season and encourage and, 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 uh, and just proclaim, let's get the leaven out of our lives. Let's live holy lives. And, and listen, let's get back to the Bible. Let's get back to the Bible. And, and, and God's calendar is all through the Bible. You know what's, you know what's on the Lord's calendar? Passover, uh, Shavuot, Pentecost, First fruits, Shavuot, yes, uh, the fall feasts uh, that include, uh, we have Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits, Pentecost, uh, you have the fall feast, which is um, Yom Teruah, which is traditionally called Rosh Hashanah, it's the day of blowing trumpets, we, we have also Yom Kippur, the day of atonement, and we have uh, Sukkot, Sukkot, the Feast of Tabernacles, all these point to what the Messiah has done, is doing, and will do. That's his calendar. That's his calendar. You know, maybe, maybe your calendar is filled with things that aren't his calendar. And, and maybe our lives are fil- have things in them that aren't supposed to be in them. Now, we re- need to remember this holy Passover lamb that was sacrificed for us. We need to live holy unleavened lives getting the leaven out yeah so will you seek the lord for that you know a a pastor once said and i'll never forget it he said there's a prayer god will always answer and here it is lord will you show me my sin will you show me my sin he'll always answer that one but we have to ask we have to pray he says you have not because you ask not could it be that there's things in your life that shouldn't be there, but that you're f- a little further away from the Lord than you even considered? Could that be? And what you can do today is ask him, show me the sin in my life. Show me how to draw near to you. The Bible says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Hallelujah. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Is there anyone today who would say, I need to draw near to Abba Father? I have an Abba Father in heaven. I need to draw near to you. Maybe you don't know Abba Father because you don't know Messiah Jesus. He said, I am the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to God but through me. And he became our sacrifice, the Passover lamb, who paid the price for our sins on the cross. 
and he was buried on the third day, rose again. And he said this, if you'll repent of your sins and believe in the gospel, you can be saved. Whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Repent. Change your mind about your sins and, and acknowledge they're, they're terrible and they're killing you. And, 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 and turn to Jesus and believe in him. Put your faith in, in the gospel that he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and on the third day, rose again. Put your faith in Jesus, the Lord, the Passover lamb. Let's pray. Oh, Holy Father in heaven, thank you, Father and Messiah Jesus' name for this great gospel, for this great life in Christ that you've given us. Bless every listener today, and Holy Spirit, please seal the truths that were spoken and, and, and that they might sink deep down into our ears. Bless us, Lord. Bring your children close to you. Show us our sin. Show us how you want to cleanse them. Show us how you want to replace those things with yourself because truly you are our Passover lamb, Lord Jesus. Please bless all of our listeners today. Thank you for this special Passover season. And Father, also, there are Jewish people all around the world who don't yet know Messiah Jesus. And we in the body of Christ are commissioned to reach them, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, to be watchmen on the wall for Jerusalem, to share the gospel with the Jew first and then the Gentile. O oh, Father, in Messiah Jesus' name, please bless the Jewish people and open their eyes to the sacrifice of Passover. Messiah Yeshua, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, in his name. Amen. Amen. Okay, well, it's been great to be with you on the program once again. Uh, once again, I have closing announcements. This ministry, Blessing Israeli Believers, whoo, blowing and going here in Israel. It's very exciting to see the Lord's work here in the land. So exciting to see the Lord's work here in the land. Well, and, and you can be part of it. You can be part of it. The Bible says, I'll bless those who bless you. We found out one of the best ways to bless Israel is to bless the Israeli believers in Messiah Jesus. And we get to do that. Uh, every month, we're, the Lord has us uh, financially partnering in great ways. Every month with people getting out the gospel, making disciples, saving babies from abortion, and much, much more. It's just so fruitful. Uh, we're watching the fruit grow. We're watching so much... And, and also, you could join us on our Israel tour that you can find at BlessingIsraeliBelievers.com as well. And you can meet some of the believers. You can see and hear for yourself. Yeah? I really encourage you to do just that. I really do. So, please consider coming on our Blessing Israeli Believers Feast of Tabernacles Israel tour, October 2016. Uh, time is running out. And um, there are people still signing up. It's really great. We just saw a couple signed up. Uh, I saw when I looked at the computer today. So uh, keep keep praying. If, if you haven't decided yet, keep praying. We'd love to see you here in Israel. Don't miss. It's going to be a very, very special tour all over the land of Israel, participating in Feast of Tabernacles special events and meeting Israeli believers in Messiah Yeshua. We're even going to go to a Messianic congregation on Shabbat. You don't want to miss this. Well, until we get together next time, remember, it's so very important. Watch, therefore, Messiah Jesus is coming any moment. Thanks for listening today, and please join me every day, Monday through Friday, unless our Lord Jesus returns for us this week. This program is listener-supported and depends on tax-deductible donations to stay on the air. Give to Watch Therefore and contact me through our website at watchtherefore.tv. 
You can also send tax-deductible donations to Watch Therefore, P.O. Box 564, Caroland, Texas, 77588. Again, by the web, watchtherefore.tv, and mail, Watch Therefore, P.O. Box 564, Caroland, Texas, 77588. You can also call me right now at 713-624-0943. That's 713-624-0943. Keep watching for Messiah Jesus.